I remember my own mother saying something along the lines of, why do you call me mom, mom, and not do what I say? And it's my will that needs to be done around here, young man, not yours. And when I argued, I, uh, I still hear her saying, Mike, the sooner you wrap your arms around the idea that your thoughts are not my thoughts <laughs> and your ways are not my ways, the better off you're going to be. You know, as a child, I didn't like heeding those kind of words, and I'm sure some of you uh, are a little bit like me. And I have to admit, as an adult, that uh, sometimes when God says something, that I can let it go in one ear and out the other. And the truth is, right, let's be honest, let's just get honest, the truth is, for the most part, we are fairly willful people. On one hand, we want to call to the Lord when we need Him, but let's be honest, we still like to do what we want when we want to do it, right? The trouble is, God wants us to be all in. Dutch theologian Abraham Kuyper says, there is not a single square inch in the whole domain of our human existence over which Christ, who is sovereign over all, does not cry out, it's mine. It's mine. I heard an interesting story last week about a man named Nikolai, a Romanian a songwriter and a Christ follower who was imprisoned for some time by the corrupt regime that ruled for far too long in that Eastern European nation. And every day of his life, it is told, this godly man named Nikolai prayed the same prayer at the start of each new day. The same prayer, even during the time of his torture and of his imprisonment. And the prayer was this. God, break my plans. The singing group, uh, This Hope, wrote a song about Nikolai, and the chorus says, break my plans, Lord, and shape my heart. Take my will to where you are. Move my mind through your word till all that I am lives to love you, Lord. Break my plans. Shape my heart. What a bold, what a bold, dangerous prayer. Break my plans, Lord, and and, and give me yours. Give me your plans, Lord, for I want your ways to be my ways. I want your thoughts uh, to be my thoughts. In effect, he was saying, here it is, Lord. I'll do anything, anytime, anywhere, Lord, for you. Anything, anytime, anywhere. You want to pray that prayer today? Do you? How bold do you want to be? How dangerously at risk do you want to live your life? Because that's a dangerously at risk kind of prayer. Break my retirement plans, Lord, right? Move me to the inner city. Lord, I'll do anything. Alter my dreams for my kids so that they... Align more fully with your purposes, Lord, not mine. Lord, 
Adjust my income down if you need to so I can live in greater dependence on you. Lord, help me to give away more and do, uh, do with less. Break my plans, Lord. I want to give you permission, as if he needs it right, to break and rock my world. Because, Lord, I want, I want your will to be done, not mine. Now, here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm thinking. Praying something like that is hard. It really is. It's, at least it's hard for me because I like my plans. <laughs> Don't you like yours? <laughs> I mean, I like my plans. Last week, Anita and I were on a divine assignment on Coronado Island in California. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. <laughs> and we both thought this would be a great place to, to, to cozy down, you know, to live our last days. After peeking at the real estate listings, we realized that all we need to live within shouting distance of the beach was a cool $3.2 million dollars nice bungalow. Uh, but even before we realized that, we, were, we realized we were being taken in by the seductive charm of really a lovely place. And we realized that uh, it's okay to kind of dream a little bit, but how would we know this is for us? Maybe it was because we had just heard the story of Nikolai about an hour before. We began to question what was going on inside of us. You know, even if we had the money, which we don't, and the inclination, would living there be the best place for us? Would God have a purpose for us there? Because he certainly has a purpose for some. What would God be calling us to? And in light of the deep needs all around us, would this be anything, the anything, anywhere, any time kind of thing that God would be calling us to? For us, at least, those are hard questions, and I think for most people that live where we do, because, because those questions are hard and difficult for those of us who feel entitled to just about everything. Right? We feel entitled. But God's ways, God's purposes, often lead us away from what we think we're entitled to. And they rivet our attention on some of the deeper needs of this world. To care about the world the way God cares about it. For us to see the world as God sees it. Because of the influence of my wife and others, I've been increasingly interested in what is happening to people around the world. We learned a lot about that during Missions Week. But I've been especially concerned about what happens to women. I've seen firsthand what poverty can do, both in my work in the inner city and, and also in my excursions overseas. I've been reminded over and over again of the global epidemic of sex trafficking, I've learned that in some countries, a man isn't considered a man until he's had a 
son, and, and so his daughters are considered to be somewhat disposable. And, he, and all throughout the world, even in places just down the road from us, women wake up each day. Did you know this? Women wake up each day. They're hungry, and they're feel fearful, and they're in bondage. They look at their children and can only hope for medicine and food. They live in conditions that would make us weep and raise our fists to the heavens. And then these women, moms, single women, but people, women, they pray. They pray for God to intervene in what looks like a very sure plan for each and every day. And they cry out to the Lord, Lord, break these plans. End our poverty. Deliver us from evil. Give us to stay our daily bread. Rescue us, Lord, from slavery. Save our children. Break the plans for this day, this week, this month, for they are truly awful plans, Lord. Bring something new and fresh and life-giving to us. Bring us a Mother's Day just once, like those in the West at Christ Church of Oak Brook Ave. Bless us, Lord, please, as you have blessed them. And I'm convinced that the good God that we serve does indeed want to break those plans and that he wants to use us to do it. Us. Men and women willing to have our own personal agendas broken, altered, and refocused, and then to be used by God as a means to both rescue and empower those who are crying out to the Lord. Now, there's always a danger on Mother's Day to speak of things like this. Some might be asking, Mike, are you trying to say that what I'm doing now doesn't matter. No, that's not what I'm saying. Your parenting, your work, your volunteering has value and merit. Your willingness to make your life count right here, right now is so valuable. We thank God for that. But I want to implore you, men and women alike, I want to implore you to build by word and deed into your children's life and your grandchildren's lives, the lives of nieces and nephews, your co-workers, the kids next door, to build into them in any way possible a vision of living according to God's purposes, to pray for them that their plans might be broken, that they might be willing to go anywhere at any time out of their deep love and affection for the Lord to help them develop a global vision and a sense of deep biblical mission, to help save them from a life of entitlement that will keep them from seeing the point of it all. Here's the deal. As I read the Scriptures, why settle for a life of exaggerated, obsessive, and excessive notions of survival, and safety and comfort that the enemy of our soul promotes so seductively. 
distracting us from the purpose of God, his thoughts and his way. Why? Why do we settle for that so often? You know, even though Tina Fey is a clever writer, an adept at her craft, award-winning, her prayer that I read has nothing to do with trying to align her daughter's life with God's purposes, did it? And certainly one small piece of writing never adequately captures someone's heart. But you know what? I'd love to sit and talk with her about what's missing and why. Carolyn Custis James has written a book called Half the Church, A Woman of Faith. Now, Henry has copies of it in the bookstore. Not many, but some. Half the Church by Carolyn Custis James. And I want to urge, especially you gals, to get it. And after you read it, give it to your guy. (laughs) Or any guy that you know. (laughs) All right? Just give it away. Because she's saying some really, really important things that we've got to know about. But in this book, she says, privilege and prosperity, right? Does that describe us? Privilege and prosperity comes with deep responsibility. God's mandate to rule and subdue, which is Genesis 1 and 2, removes us from the option to turn a blind eye or stand on the sidelines wringing our hands. She says that 100 years from now, may it never be said of us that we folded our hands and left God's kingdom work to others. May it never be said that we ignored the cries of the helpless and focused on ourselves. Let it instead be said that God used these cries to awaken a sleeping giant and giantess to go to battle against the unchecked forces of evil in God's world. That we made up our minds to do something that our efforts forced the darkness to recede, and that we left the world a better place than when we found it. May we be remembered as people who caught God's vision, went face-to-face with our fears, and rose up to serve his cause. I love that. And James writes about a woman who responded to that life stewardship call. And that woman says that when she puts her feet on the floor, her feet on the floor in the morning, all she wants to happen is for the devil to shudder and say, oh no, she's awake. (laughs) Oh no, she's awake. I know women like that. Our Lois Sutter is a woman I work through at Breakthrough Urban Ministries, a woman whose plans were shattered in the 90s, a divorce, single parenting, and out of the ashes of so many different things, a ministry developed that feeds, houses, and equips the homeless and is attempting to re-energize an impoverished community. And when she wakes in the morning, when she wakes in the morning, The devil shudders when her feet hit the floor. 
I think of Kay Warren, the wife of megachurch pastor Rick, who allowed God to break her heart on behalf of women around the world who were dying of AIDS. She became, she said, people's worst nightmare at cocktail parties because God broke her plans for a comfortable life, and the devil shakes because of her influence. I think of Mary Nelson, single woman, never married in her 70s, who allowed God to break her heart on behalf of a woman on on the west side of Chicago. She teaches now in her 70s at Loyola University of Chicago. Her whole life dedicated to community and economic development for the cause of Christ. And whenever she sees injustice, she stands tall, even though she's a diminutive woman. She stands tall and says emphatically, this cannot be allowed. And wherever she walks, the power of God is at work and the devil shakes in his boots. And I think of Anna woman I met in Uganda who was quite comfortable in some ways working as an accountant, her husband as an engineer. A woman of God, her life was changed dramatically when her husband was fired by his company because he refused to accept bribes. And then just a few weeks after that happened, she opened her door one morning and there were 26 orphans at her doorstep. Now she lives in a new reality of what it means to serve and love the Lord as a mom to many. And she battles the devil daily. What's the common denominator? Women. One divorced and single. Another never married. Two married. But each accepted their personal God-sized vision for their life each allowed God to do whatever he needed to do as their plans were broken and their dreams were shattered. They allowed God to speak into their lives, and they responded to his voice. They believe in their divine assignment to help steward the earth, and as they walk and talk, the devil cries out, Oh no, they are all awake. Women of Christ Church, on this Mother's Day 2011, may God continue to awaken you to the possibilities for you. And as you are awakened, help the rest of us to become the devil's worst nightmare. Help us to say, Yes, Lord, break our plans. We're yours anytime, anywhere, in any way. Let's pray. Lord God, allow us to never settle. For less than your vision for our lives. We pray this in your name and all God's people said, Amen.